play midget titties before <laughs> no we can't play midget titties <laughs> all right we are live well, we're recording right this now. is how legends are made all righty uh good morning good afternoon good evening hello at 2 a.m to that drunken listener waiting for your toppers i'm tito labine and this is the impulse show uh with my co-host jeffrey keeble yo what up what's going on what's- What's up, dude? I don't know. Um, it's weird because I'm the tech guy in this situation, and I sound way better than you do. We need to switch that. I I, I think it's I think it's just got to be the mic. It definitely isn't. It definitely isn't voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, I mean, if, I if, de- you're, if, if I you're talking to me on the phone, women, even men, are like, "What's up, man?" And well, then they're talking to you, and they're like, "Get off." I definitely have the face for for a podcast. So, but like I said, I, it could be the twelve hundred dollar mic that I'm on too. <laughs> that, that might be it. And then which uh, which mic did you borrow me that has chips in it? <laughs> uh, like a hundred twenty dollar mic. Paint is coming off on this. <laughs> hey, that's how I started my first podcast. For podcasts, so <laughs> we we That's all got to start somewhere. That's fair. That's fair. So how about uh how about that game? What game? Packers and Bears. We don't talk about the past. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you don't even want to address it. No, I don't. It, it's heartbreaking for me. You know, like the first half we played awesome. You know, we look like a, a good team, a good playoff team. You know, because we're still in the hunt. Well, we're in the hunt. Um, but, man, it just, it, I don't know. I'm just frustrated. I tell you one thing, I lost a lot of money. <laughs> I don't think you lost a lot of money. I, I think you lost uh, an appropriate amount of money. No, well, I lost $20 to you on a spread. Mm-hmm. Um, 11 point spread. I gave yeah I yeah. gave you eleven points yes and and then I lost a hundred dollars to my homie Chris and then I went double or nothing and I have to hang a pair of uh, cheese dice in my rearview mirror now for the next year till regular season the next year till next year and I owe him two hundred dollars so. Oh so, my God! I, Why would you do that, dude? I'm a diehard bear fan, man. Maybe and, and, you're just not a gambling addict. It could be that too. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one's betting for the bears. Oh I man, think, I think there's a deeper issue there. Oh, but you know, I talked my shit in the first half, so I got that <laughs> all out of the way. <laughs> what was it 27 to 24 or something like that and yeah i was on, i was on cloud nine <laughs> just hey, running hey, my man, mouth. you said you guys were having fun hey, that's what he said yeah it was a good game uh we kind of we we showed our cards in the first half and we had nothing for the second half and then the opposite for the packers you know they just studied studied our plays and studied how we were running and and then Aaron Rodgers 
decided to show up and just just ran all over us. I mean, what was that? Uh, Robert Quinn, when you're D lineman, first yeah, sack on Aaron Rodgers, yeah, does the belt. What are yeah. you thinking? Dude, that, I mean, I would have done it too. In all fairness, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Aaron Rodgers goes, I still own you, you know, or I own you. Yeah. And he still does own us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, what is he like 23 and five or something like that against us? <laughs> yeah. I think it's 20. Yeah. 22 and five. Or, I think now yeah, I think it was 21 and five. Now it's 22. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I, I'll take those odds any day against the Bears. No. <laughs> yeah, Everyone loves a call. Cinderella story. Everyone loves a Cinderella story. I think we get called gambling anonymous for you, bud. Oh, well, don't worry. Every weekend I, I send you AA stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> I care about you, brother. That's fair. I was drinking last night. <laughs> clocked, uh, in, clocked in at 11 today. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even had a little squeaky voice in this morning too. Oh man, that was embarrassing. That was funny. I tried to insult a guy and I cracked like I was fucking thirteen. <laughs> What'd you call him again? Uh, so oh, no. this weekend, uh, yeah. Spider Man's coming out in theaters. Yeah, I'm a little not racing wise, but I mean, who doesn't love Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can we can diversify. That's what impulse what impulse does we diversify i mean we were talking about owning uh like opening a car dealership right and you're, you're like thinking about getting like a library i mean geez you're you're all over the map oh no <laughs> well it's funny because uh, we were talking on uh playing the game this morning about realty because i had a realtor oh, yeah. coming in and i was like dude we should totally do realty i was like it's so easy <laughs> especially in a hot market market like this i mean it'll yeah. be easy money easy money there we right go. There. that that's what that's what will fund rush yeah, for next year. Yeah, <laughs> just take out a loan. Half of it goes to rush. Half goes to realty. <laughs> I, mean, we, I mean, we got an office here, so it, it would be easy, and especially we could have an office here in in, in Minneapolis too. So, oh, if you had an office in Minneapolis, that'd be tight. Yes, but um, but yeah, Spider Man though, I, I'm excited. It comes out what Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, yeah, Thursday or Friday, whenever the 18th is. It's been a hot minute since I've been to the movie theater. Probably yes. two, three weeks. Oh, I was gonna say about two oh, years. That, <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's not that's not a long long time. <laughs> long time and something else. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the movies, man. I love the theater. Yeah, no, I haven't. I don't think I've been to the movie since COVID. To be truly honest. Really, you haven't been to a movie theater since. 2019 since 2019 i think or beginning of 2020 it, it, it's hard to admit that but yeah I, I mean everything's just on online now everything's streamable yeah but the experience is completely different man i know covid just fucked everything up man dude oh man like what movie did i watch that you absolutely had to go oh a uh, dune i watched dune in theaters Dude, I, and then I tried watching it here at here at uh, home. Not the same. Nowhere near the same. Really? Yeah, it's there's a difference. I think you got to watch Spider Man in theaters. See, I even watched uh, Venom at home too. Well, there's your first mistake. It's Venom. I mean, dude, no, don't even. I've never watched it. I've never watched. You it. never? Uh, well, I watched the second one at home. Uh, so, 
So yeah, ah. I, but no, Spider Man. I'm I'm excited. It's a long time coming for me. So especially yeah. the especially to continue the franchise of uh, Marvel. Oh well, yeah, going into what phase are we in? Six, yeah, seven, four, seven, one of them, ten. Ten. <laughs> Fast, Fast and the Furious. Yes. <laughs> Nothing stronger than family. <laughs> Nothing. But uh but yeah, um speaking of long term, dude, so a lot of people have been asking me why I keep starting an ending podcast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a quick a quick uh change of, of stories here <laughs> oh commitment issues no, i don't know man it's it's weird for me because uh you know this is like the the fourth one that i have started and i i hope why are you making so much noise drinking that juice pouch <laughs> It's a Capri. It's a Capri Sun. <laughs> well, why you gotta be so loud? It's the Mario Golf. I'm at the end. <laughs> but right, yeah, but yeah. So everyone keeps asking like why I do this, and well, a it's an easy way to get stuff out there, and an easy way to start and end anything, um, because it's free. Whether you know whether you go through podcast one or, and it's free to upload because apple podcast doesn't charge you anything to start one so Mm -hmm. um but yeah um and this one was more of like like i said in the first one like instead of trying to steer away from from off-road you know let's you know let's take it head on almost yeah you know so it's been um yeah, like I said, it's been a long time coming for this because I've been trying to avoid it or even starting starting an off-road podcast because uh, I've been talking to people for the last couple of years and they're like, oh, yeah, so you got all the equipment. We should do this. We should do that. And it was just finding the people in time is basically what it is um, to stay committed to it. Um, you know, my, my last podcast, uh, Unqualified Minds, um, you know, we were hitting a stride and then, like I said, COVID hit. Um, yeah. Then obviously people were getting laid off. Uh, the main host of the show got extremely busy with work because he was a essential worker. So and he was salaried. So they just worked him to death. And, you know, mm-hmm. we never really got to hang out or and I'll admit it. I was a little scared when COVID came out. So, you know, I stayed home and I stayed away and everything from everybody and. And then, you know, comes up uh, to this year, you know, just, um, you know, we hit, you know, we, we jumped in, um, we jumped up a level as far as like impulse media goes, you know, as far as our content creating and our storytelling and how we view the sport and everything. And I'm like, you know what, let's go one step further. And I was like, I have probably one of the most knowledgeable knowledgeable person on my team I was like why not try to run with it you know and then it even goes further than that then it goes into like uh, our rush documentary because I'm hoping to pull audio from this podcast into our documentary series Um, so then you know instead of instead of uh, them being on camera we just can call them and, and do the voiceovers 
with this and and ask them questions about their personal life or whatever, what they've been up to, what they think about this. Was that hit fair? Um, you know, like what you said last week and um, or two, the first episode with Keegan, you know, was that enough time <laughs> for the pro two pro four race? Yeah. You know, because, you know, a lot of the pro fours were complaining and then they were even complaining about doing one less, less lap. They said that yeah. instead of nine, they were, or instead of 10, they only got nine. And, you know, it's just little stuff going into like that. So, I mean, my overall goal for this is just, uh, you know, bring more awareness. Um, as I said in the first episode, like, you know, um, hopefully bring more sponsors, bring more awareness to the sport that no one really knows about. And hopefully the two listeners can start uh, helping us, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, stop helping us spread the word. <laughs> But no, and and I guess uh, more like Jim Beaver too, um, in his podcast and everything. And um, I'm a big motocross uh, fanatic, so you know I listen to Pulp MX and everything, and mm-hmm. and uh, the Gypsy Tail podcast, and and that's where I got this idea of doing it via Zoom because that's what he does with all yeah. of his guests. So you know, it's just taking these little bits of inspiration that I have and trying to bring it here. Are we doing it perfect right now? No, we're not even close to hitting our stride, but we're doing the damn thing. So, um, you know, I'm very proud of us for doing that. And, you know, this is our third third show, you know, our third episode, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, hopefully we, you know, we could hit that thousand episode mark. We could hit that. 2000 episode mark, you know, and as far as listeners goes, you know, like I'm happy with two, you know, yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, if that, if that's even, even correct, you know, for far as I know, we could have a hundred, 300, you yeah. know, whatever listeners. And, you know, this is all, um, like what Andy Frisella says, you know, we don't charge anything, you know, we just want you guys, your guys support and just help us branch out more, you know, share this to a friend, share this to a family member, share this to your boss, anyone, you know, let's just keep, you know, the ball rolling. Like even the racers, you know, like share, share the shit out of this, you know, cause you're helping us, but we're also helping you guys. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's why, you know, we had a really good thing going last summer with rush and then with this podcast and then even coming into the next race season here is that, you know, we had that same mentality that we want all we, all we want is the sport to get bigger. You know, we, we want more eyes on it. We want it to be as, as, as great as something like, you know, a NASCAR, a formula one, you know, because it is, it is a great racing series that there's great racing. And, and I feel that it is, the best racing on the planet, whether it's, you know, with a documentary series or whether it's through podcasts through listening, um, that's what we want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, like I said, if you're listening right now and if you made it to the 15 minute mark, you know, like I said, help us, help us branch out, help us grow. And, you know, you know, we'll keep trying our best because, you know, at the end of the day, we're not getting paid for this. You got a job. I'm running a business this is more for fun and Mm -hmm. like, and we enjoy the fuck out of it. And you know, like this is what I love to do now. You know, like I said, for so long, I was trying to get out of it and be like, I want to be more than just a media uh, off-road media guy, you know, but 
you know, this is what <laughs> this is what the creator wanted me to do. So <laughs> I can't I, I can't steer away from it. As, as he, won't, I, he, he won't let me go. Yeah. As much as I try to run away or anything, I, I always end up back here. And, you know, it's just it is what it is. And, you know, we're going to we're going to bring in our next guest here. And uh, yeah, um, I haven't quite figured this out yet, but. Let's see here. Hoa. Got him queued up. Uh, and two seconds here. Let's see. Let's see if he even picks up. Because I never called him before. So. Oh, I, I told him that you'd be calling. Okay. Like an 889 number? Mm, I mean, mine's 715, so. Okay. All right, all right, all right. He's on the line, so. Alrighty. All right, well. Episode three, uh, we're going to bring in our third guest. This gentleman uh, is all the way from Brea, California. He has been a pro-light and pro-two contender uh, ever since that he's been in the circuit. He's been on the West Coast. He's been on the Midwest. Uh, He suffered an L1 compression fracture two years ago, was able to shake it off, and uh, in whole shot the the world cup for seven laps before he uh got on fire uh he has zero pro two wins uh currently trailing trevor leeton he is the new whole shot king uh taking over for uh who's that guy who's the whole shot king whole shot king for, for, for the longest time um Oh, Ross Hook? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this gentleman, our guest, he's the new uh, Ross Hook. Corey, Iron Spine winner. Oh, man, what an intro. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? What's up, dude? Oh, you know, I'm actually out in Wisconsin right now. You're in Wisconsin right now. Yeah, huh? Yep. You, you know it's December, right? Yep. Oh yeah, I know. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> what? Why are you not in sunny Brea, California, right now? What's What's keeping you here? Um, you know, we moved some stuff into the race shop. We actually actually rented a budget truck <laughs> and drove a bunch of stuff from our shop at home because uh, we're moving out of out of the company shop. Um, so we brought a bunch of equipment and stuff cross country and moving into a place in little Swamico. So we got the shop pretty much ours. We got some welders and saws and equipment stuff, um, brought a bunch of race car parts and all that stuff. So, and then I've just been sticking around here, you know, working on the truck, what I can do since, I mean, <laughs> somebody's got to do it right now. So trying to do as much as I can. So, um, is that something then that's becoming more of a schedule for you now? Um, cause I know when I covered you for the 2020 season, um, 2019 into 2020, you kind of had done the same thing. Is this like a routine schedule for you now? Yeah. Um, I kind of been doing that since I, I want to say since we started pro light. Um, and then it's, we've gotten more kind of independent on things and, uh, I've been kind of jumping in more um trying to learn as much as i can at the same time and uh taking all the knowledge and all that stuff so um can't do everything obviously and <laughs> not saying i can't but uh, <laughs> trying to learn as i go along and 
you know, um, yeah, I guess we're just kind of, I'm kind of all hands on deck. Um, I don't know if I want to be like that all the time, but I don't, I don't really know if I'm like the fly in driver kind of dude, but, uh, it's kind of keeping me busy right now anyway. So, um, no, having fun with it. Uh, how much, how much work is that that you're uh, putting into your truck? Cause I know you, if it's, if it's just you, um, how early do you have to get started in? Is, is it, were, were you in the shop then at like in October? Like, is it as soon as the season ends or anything about next season? We, uh, yeah. Um, we had, um, another guy helping and then me and, um, somebody else. But after Cranon, we pretty much got the truck back and, um, I left, I, I had my brother's, uh, bachelor party to go to. So, um, they actually pulled the engine out of the truck and got like, they basically washed the truck back in the shop a uh, day after Cranon. And then they tore the engine out of it to go get dropped off at, uh, at Roush to get rebuilt. And, uh, we basically took all the parts. Uh, when my parents drove back home, they took like the transmissions and the rear end and all that stuff. Um, gearing basically took everything back home, got it rebuilt. And then we actually brought it all back out. So we got a, we got a pretty good jump start on stuff next year. Um, now it's just all like the, the wear and tear parts like Heinz and, and going through the bushings and some touch up, crack check the truck, all the little yeah. stuff. But you know, we kind of got a, a pretty good jump start on it. So I, I like being like that. I don't like waiting till like <laughs> February or March. Cause you kind of want your truck together by like April to try to go test. So, I try to get yeah. as much done as I can. Yeah. You don't want to be loading up the truck at like four, 5 AM and, you know, heading to the, heading to the racetrack yeah. and, you know, getting there, you know, on, on like that Thursday or something. Yeah. That's a lot of, that's a lot of added stress that could probably be done if you got time to start, start on it early enough. So that's kind of how we, we are. That's good. I, I like the commitment. I, that's uh well, Corey, it's, it's Jeffrey, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, that's awesome to see that. How's uh, Wisconsin treating you, though, as far as the weather goes? Um, You know, when I got here, it was actually, I think it started getting kind of cold um, that last part of the week when we got here and um, started snowing, obviously, a couple weeks after that. But, um, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, I don't mind it. I actually, the big swing, um, in like the temperature change, I actually got like a super bad sinus infection. So that's, that's, I'm still getting over that. So that's probably the worst part of, <laughs> about coming out here, but, um, <laughs> super dry. I'm dropping from like 75 degrees down to 30 real quick. So, um, that's always a little difficult, but you know, I, I really don't mind it. I'm, snow or the heat or whatever i, I mean you just kind of deal with it so <laughs> to be honest <laughs> well uh, we're, uh, we're yeah, in, it's been good yeah we're in the upstairs swing of uh weather though it's supposed to be 50 on uh wednesday nah, yeah i don't really? leave on wednesday oh are you oh well <laughs> thanks for bringing that california <laughs> weather <laughs> no. oh my yeah, god yeah, yeah, for a day. <laughs> yeah they, got, they actually have a they got tornado warnings at my house believe it or not what and back at home yeah Wow. Category Stay five tomorrow. storm. Category five. Like Twister? Yeah. <laughs> like like they, they rated the storm as a category five. Holy. I guess. That's, that's so insane. Probably not good. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick yeah. to the Midwest. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's much better, but. <laughs> 
So being in Wisconsin, you know, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit cooler than uh, California. You know, you know what I hear helps with like that sinus infection though? What? Get yourself. I can only uh, imagine. A, a butter burger from Culver's. That's what I hear helps. It's, no, it's the cure all. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm going to disagree <laughs> with that one. Why do you I hate Culver's? Yeah, well, we're trying to get them as a sponsor on our show, and you just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not helping our cause here, Corey. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> be like yeah. off of no, uh, no. Happy Gilmore when he's sponsored by Subway. <laughs> <laughs> in a cold cut combo. Yeah, I eat three every day to help keep me strong. <laughs> Uh, so you, you know, prefer Culver's I, over in and out or in and out over Culver's. Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll be biased. Mm-mm. God, unbelievable. Like I, I know when I go to California, like I know it's super overrated, but they do a good job because I have to go get it because it's so exclusive. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, Culver's is in Arizona too. And they're opening one up and I think they already have one in California. So, you know, it's just kind of getting just like every other food chain, in and out exclusive. So, you know, did you, uh, Tito, you were, uh, you were frozen there for a minute. You you were frozen too. (laughs) I thought you were just staring at me like a jackass. No, yeah, I was looking. No, no, no. You were frozen. So, uh, if you want to ask your question again, (laughs) Oh shit! What did I say? Oh, it's uh, about when I go to California. Um, you know they've they've done their job because I. I as oh much no! As I, no, we got that. We got that. Okay, yeah, as overrated as In and Out is, I still, oh, I still go and get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's. I mean, I feel like everybody like when they go to California, it's like, oh my god, I went to In and Out. Like, okay, we get it, but I don't know. I just think it tastes better. That's the I only mean, thing. I'd, I'd prefer College Junior over uh, In and Out. Oh my God! <laughs> I'd rather get a Jack in the Box burger than than an In and Out burger. That's an insult. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, so being on the being on the Midwest uh, West Coast um, comparison. Uh, I know I asked you this uh, in the documentary, um, but what, and, and I know it's not there now. And then I think they're making, um, trying to make a comeback, but that, that comparison between the Midwest series and the West series, like what, what were some big things that were different? Um, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, you asked me that before and actually quite a bit of people ask me, like, even at, at home, they kind of asked the same thing. Cause um, you know, just like the different region and honestly, like, that obviously the tracks um i think everybody enjoys the tracks out here um they're they're more of that fast uh they got a flow to it um it's really enjoyable the race on um always good competitive racing but you know like the, the people and the fans are so like genuine like they're genuine motorsports fans um not saying that they aren't at home or, or any reason but you know like out here you have circle track races every weekend every week and, you know, all those, all those people kind of migrate to whatever racetrack and they're all, it's whether it's like road racing or, or the NASCAR when they come to Wisconsin or dirt track or short course, you know, they're just super into it. And everybody's really nice out here. And even the racers, like the, the guys that are around here, 
you can go to any time of the of the day during the race, um, ask for parts, help, whatever. Everybody's willing to, to jump in and, uh, and help you out. So, um, that's kind of cool. And, you know, I, I wouldn't say like, like I said, I wouldn't say they didn't do that at home, but it, it's kind of more open, open here, open arms. And, uh, you know, just, just to talk to the fans and, and uh, everybody else are just, I don't know, just more nice and enjoyable, I would say. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed both. Uh, what about the, the series like directors and just kind of like uh, how they handled like race day and whatnot? Um, you know, it's kind of similar. You know, we got the same tech guys, um, that we've had man forever Lucas. And when the Lucas did the Midwest, uh, series out here before core came around. So like tech guys are the same. You got, you got the kind of the same people, um, running like, like the technical part of it, but like, core and, and what they're trying to do um they're trying to take some of their <coughs> excuse me knowledge from uh snowmobile racing out here and translate over short course and you know i i, I think they're doing a pretty good job um especially only being their their second season in this year um but you know they got they've got some work to do you know they're trying to they change some stuff in the rules like race control wise on calls and and stuff like that. So I, I think they're still learning a little bit of that aspect. Um, I will say probably the series at home had, they had a little bit more put together, I think. Um, but you know, we're, we're getting there. It's, it's enjoyable. Uh, what's your opinion? Why do you think that series at West folded? Um, man, I, I definitely don't think that, uh, COVID really helped the situation out there. Um, cause you know, I, I don't think their sponsors really were wanting to give a whole lot because of the uncertainty. So mm-hmm. I think coming towards the end, I, I actually think Lucas was probably paying for most of it, um, just to put on a race. And obviously they had no fans for, I think all year or most of it. So they basically, had, they had no revenue coming in from the gates. They had to rent the track from the, mm-hmm. um, from the uh, facility. So they had to, they had that charge. They had their employees. They had the equipment rentals, and they're basically making nothing on a weekend except for entry fee. But then they give that back. I'm assuming that goes back into the purses. Um, so I, I really don't think they're making a whole lot at the end. And I, I bet you that they just kind of said, I, I think it's been kind of downhill the last few years, and I think this is just kind of like the icing on the cake. Um, but you know, it's back there is just. I mean, tickets were, gosh, at one point they were, I think, 30 bucks. Then you have to pay $10 to park, like, say, at Glen Helen. It's like by the time you get in, it's 40, 50 bucks for one person. And then you got food and drinks. And it was a lot. So, like, I, I don't think the, the fans really came as strongly in, as they used to because I think prices kind of went up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. This, I, I would say money was definitely a huge part of it. And then COVID did not help. My opinion. Uh, and and maybe maybe uh, this question might be a, a, a little uh, too too high of a question because um, I know there's there's only so much that you can that that you can be a part of. But how how do you think a series would would be able to get like more money uh, for the purses for 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 winning? Like how how do you think you're able to increase that? So that winning, you know, a, a pro two points championship or winning a pro two race 
a pro four race is, is something that's, you know, um, um, worth it, I guess. Yeah. Um, man, you know, <laughs> I know some guys think of that more than others. Uh, and definitely we'd, we'd obviously like to, to see more money being paid out. Cause I mean, if you look at some of these circle track races on the weekend, sometimes you race for, for 10 grand in one night and, uh, we kind of just get our entry fee back. Um, I, I mean, obviously they're working on, I, I think most of it will pr- probably come from sponsors, but you know, I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit of a tough time right now, but it seems like that's the one topic everybody's always talking about, which is fair. But, um, I don't know if I really have a good answer for you, <laughs> to be honest. Um, man, that's, that's something it seems like our sport's been fighting for, for, I don't know, probably five, 10 years now trying to get more payback to the racers. Um, you know, like the regional series at home, we used to have three pages of contingency sponsors and I don't think core has any for pros, but even Lucas, the big series, they, they dropped to like a page, three quarters of a page of just contingency sponsors. And obviously that all adds up. Like the, the sportsman series has all their sponsors and they give money back to the, to those finishers. So, um, I'm sure that would help in an aspect, but I think it's getting more companies involved and sponsors and, and then showing them what our sport is. And then they have a, they have a really good sponsorship packet that they sent to all the drivers for all the information from last year. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they, they obviously know what they're doing, but it seems like that's just been like a uphill battle, battle in our sport for a little while now. And like I said, I want to be honest, I probably don't have a, a real answer of, how to help that situation. Unfortunately, uh, something, something that Jeff and I were talking about <clears throat> is uh, when, when it comes to these races and, and, and I have, I've, you know, a certain feeling on it um, for these races. Do you think that it would be a, a good idea for it to just be like a pro day? Um, like, uh, like Wheatland, if, if core were to go down to Wheatland, would it, would it just have to be a pro two pro four pro light thing because they have that, you know, that gap jump, you know, would a, would a buggy be able to make that gap jump? I, I don't think it would be able to, but then you're losing out, you know, on these sportsman racers. And, and do you think that maybe they just need a, a pro weekend, something like what the West coast did? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm pretty sure pro buggies can clear that jump. <laughs> <laughs> UTVs cannot. They race UTVs there, and, and when Lucas came back the first couple of years, and they would land about three quarters of the way and kind of bottom out and then jump off the back of the landing. Um, but I, I think not so much the track. I think those guys would be into it. I think it's just the travel. Because um, not not saying that guys in the pro series. I mean, some of them have actually probably most of them have regular nine to five jobs and stuff, and they take time off. Um, I think that's a big aspect for like the sportsman guys. They can't take all the time off for travel too. Um, and the other thing is too, is adding weekends is, is like, we just keep adding weekends, which is great because it's more racing, but then we need to be able to pay for that also. So, um, that's kind of on the series and us to try to find more sponsorship dollars yep. to race in, in the year if you keep adding events, but that's, that's also really hard to do. And, uh, you know, I, I think like a place like Wheatland would be good for pros because 
I've been there twice for the Lucas series and they pack the place on, on qualifying day. Um, they have circle track races there all the time. The boat races, that little town, kind of like Cranon, it's a really small town and then they pack it. Um, some other events, I don't, I don't know if that would be the way to go. Cause I mean, if you look at like the regional series at home, they had 13 classes of racing and, uh, it gives everybody somewhere to race kind of like the sportsmen and, and, uh, and the pros, but, um, they probably didn't pack it as much, but um, at least if you're if you are a fan and you go there, you see thirteen or fourteen rounds of racing all day. It starts at nine, ends at five thirty. I mean, the Lucas thing was you paid all this money and and you only get to see four classes race. Okay. Um, so that's the aspect we've always looked at too. Is like, man, they used to have carts and they used to have SR ones, and they got rid of that, and then they they got rid of one UTV class and now there's only four or five classes racing. Well, that's not always, I mean, it's the most exciting classes probably, but that's not always good for the fans. I mean, if you're going to spend a day watching racing, I, I would, I would want to see as much as I can. Um, that's just me looking at it, but I, I would say certain areas probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have for only just because I know the, the sportsman guys probably obviously can't take off that time. Um, is it fair to them? Probably not, but, um, they also do have their own series kind of within champs. So that's what's going for them. They can do their own individual races. So that's another good thing for, for, for those guys. Yeah. I guess I never even really looked at, at it like that because for me, just being a, a, I guess a media person and I only do the pro classes. So waiting around all day does get kind of, I guess, boring, for me, because yeah. I, I don't usually watch uh, the sportsman races because I'm usually doing interviews, B-roll, all this other stuff. So, um, but I was always on the, like, you should separate the sportsman races in the, in the pro class, in the pro races. Um, I've uh, been fortunate enough to go out west and shoot a few rounds out that way. And I personally loved just the pro races. Um you know, just the way that Lucas did do it out there, just having the bigger racers out there. And, and for me, like I said, I still had my schedule as is, you know, shoot practice interviews, B roll, and then the main events. And I guess I never even really looked at it as a spectator point of view, as far as, you know, you start at nine and the pro races or sportsman races go from nine to three o'clock. And then you get a, that little hour break. And then you go into the bigger races. So I guess as far as money goes and I guess, um, um, you know, getting a fan base, you know, I never re- really looked at it like that. So, yeah, you kind of get kind of more bang for your buck. If you spend that much to go, like if you, if you spent whatever it is, 40 bucks to go into a Lucas race and see four classes versus the same amount or less to go see 13 races during the day. If you're a, like a real fan, like, like even when I wasn't racing at certain regional events, I would go out there and hang out with my buddies. I'd get there in the morning. I'd spend all day out there. And, uh, I, yeah, I mean, that aspect's definitely different from, um, a media or a racer too, but, um, yeah, I don't, it's, there's pros and cons of them for sure. And I know you alluded to the sportsmen maybe having a schedule of their own within core. Um, and, and it kind of is going to be able to transition into our, question that we've been asking uh kind of every episode is uh, about the schedule this year you know it's it's 
pretty much a, a cut and dry copy and paste of, of last season. And uh, I guess we just want to know like your thoughts on, on the same repeated schedule. And then like, what, what do you think core can do to like expand to get more tracks? And especially you coming from the West coast too. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, as the years went on, we we're like back at home, we were actually losing tracks. So Reno went away. Uh, Utah went away and we were only racing in Arizona and California. And I mean, there's Vegas had a track that went away. Prim, Prim resort that's been there for years, still a track sitting there on the side of the road. If nothing ever happened with it. Um, so like there's tracks out there. I don't know really what the cause was of, of them not being able to race there. Um, I think this schedule you know, obviously it's been kind of the same for last three years and it's working. I think everybody knows like the set date, like, Hey, we, we're going to ERX the second weekend of July. And we always know Cranon's the third, first Cranon's third weekend of June and Labor Day. So like people out here know that. Um, I think it would be exciting to venture to new tracks for sure. But like in there, they sent an email out to everybody because they couldn't get a contract in time for one of the tracks this year, they didn't want to have everybody um, get their schedule so late. Cause that's another big part of it is you go to your sponsors or potential sponsors. And like I had my sponsor deck done in middle of October and I had to have them put to, to be determined on the dates. And it's been like that ever since till whatever the schedule came out, like that's difficult to go to a sponsor and not know how many weekends you're racing and what your budget is. Um, cause there's all like the rumor mills that's going around. Oh yeah. Well, they're going to add two tracks and then all of a sudden it's just the same. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's the difficult part. Um, but you know, they, they, they said that they're trying to add two or three tracks within 2023. But my, my opinion is, um, out here, I mean, the, the races are separated only by like two weeks. So, um, some of them are only a week and then you got to go to the track the weekend after. So it's a lot of stress and wear and tear on, on people. And if your truck's wadded up, um, that's a lot of work to do also. So if you keep adding them, it's going to be kind of year long, uh, which I don't know is good or bad, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> There's pros and cons. I mean, it'd definitely be cool for us to go somewhere different because it's kind of been the same for, for a few years. Um, and I think the more widespread the sport is, it would be better because you get it different audiences and grow it that much more. Um, I just think they need to do a little bit better job on, on the timeline of getting the schedule out and kind of communicating a little better while we're all sitting here waiting. <laughs> um, cause even if we have some sort of idea that that would help us try to go find some more budget dollars to race um you know I, I i don't mind it staying the same this year um i guess that we're kind of used of the of the timeline and and what dates we're racing on and kind of the budget we already used the last two years so we kind of know what to expect but uh i, I think for a racer it'd be exciting to go somewhere else mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know there's there's two sides of it i, I think definitely being able to know set in stone, we're going to these two new tracks next year sooner 
um, so we can actually prepare for it would be better. Mm-hmm. Well, then it also helps you because you you're based out of Swamico, right? And uh, Shimmick's uh, race shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So so you're pretty uh, centrally located between all the tracks. Yeah. Yeah. ERX is just the farthest one, but that's I mean everywhere yeah. else is. Is, Lena. I think Lena's 20 minutes, Park River's two hours, Cranon's an hour and 40 minutes. So we're, we're pretty close to everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. ERX is only an hour. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, kind of moving on from the race schedule, uh, how'd your your 2021 20, season go? Um, You know, it... On paper, it went good. <laughs> um, <laughs> mentally, I didn't like it, <laughs> to be honest with you. Why is that? Uh, I, you know, and there's a lot of competition this year, and I really wanted um, a first win. Would have been great under my belt. Mm-hmm. And because I'm still chasing that, I'm, I've gotten second before, but not a win. And Pro Two class is obviously like one of the most competitive classes. Not um, the but, competitive class this year. Yeah, I was gonna say I was trying to be nice. To everybody, <laughs> no, no, but yeah, it was it was the most, <laughs> no, without a doubt. Yes, it, it was it was pretty stacked this year. <laughs> yeah, so like on that that side of things, I would I would say it's to where we end up was good. And I'm not, and I, I'm gonna say second place off by one point is is pretty good in my book. Um, it would have, it was kind of heartbreaking, but to see the season I had was I had one DNF and all the rest of finishes were top fives and fourths. Um, that one DNF really hurt me. If I, it was the last lap on the last corner. If I would have just been smooth, I, that would probably was all the points I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't know that you don't know what position you're in. If you needed to gain one on one weekend, cause it always comes down to the last race. So, you never know what, what position you're going to be in. But, um, you know, you, like having said that, like, I really wanted, I only had two podiums. I really wanted more podium chances and stuff. And that that's on me. And, you know, we were fighting a little bit with the truck all year, but we didn't do a whole lot of changes because it's, it's pretty solid. But a few personal things that were just trying to make me more comfortable. But I've definitely got to be more aggressive next year, um, which that's, that was a comfort thing too. Cause now I'm kind of driving a little harder and see what everybody else is doing, but I don't really know if, if I'm feeling it in my truck, if that makes sense, um, doing what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm trying to do that in the off season, see what we can change a little and make it a little better for me. But you know, after, after Lena, I think I got a third and a fourth and man, after <laughs> I was pissed that weekend, I was so angry after that weekend to be honest with you and i don't know why i was just like i drove like shit on that second race and even though I, like, I ended fourth but i'm like man this is like not where i want to be at all like that was my big turn in, in the season um and i'm like i just got to be better so like it, it was good results for the year but it's not where i wanted to be <laughs> each yeah. each race finishing fourth all the time like it's good, but man, I just like for my sponsors and everything. I just wanted, and for myself, I want. I just wanted to be up a little higher. And, Do you think uh, you felt that way at Lena uh, because you had 
because you are now then it, uh, a contender then for that pro two points championship that now you're up there with Jared and Keegan and Ryan. And then that fourth place just kind of didn't sit right with you. Is, is that why you think you're upset? Yeah, it, it was that. And I gave away on the last corner in the bowl. I gave away third. Um, just didn't, I don't know. I don't really know what happened. It was just kind of like feelings of getting punted in the corner anyway. And I was trying, I was trying to salvage, I guess, my position instead of wrecking my shit. But at the same time, I mean, sometimes you got to go for it. Um, And, and mind you, I didn't get that at all. I I, I got doored, but it was a pass and it was a good pass. I would have done the same thing. I just thought it was going to be worse. So uh, I didn't protect as much as I should have. And it cost me, but that was just not happy with myself. And then I heard it from everybody else after, so that doesn't help either. <laughs> so, <laughs> trust me, dude. I I I went. I parked the truck, went in the semi hauler, and sat there for twenty minutes. Just didn't do nothing. So mentally, Not mentally, just fucked you up, huh? Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was that was the bad one. Yeah. So uh, in twenty twenty, you you broke your back, and does did that affect the way your season began in 2021 because I, um no um because you didn't get the race uh you i think erx was the first race uh last year or during covid yeah 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 when, yeah, when, all that, when yeah when all that happened so you only got and that was and you did it during practice too right yeah it, it was my fourth lap on the track yeah it was called during qualifying in a, in a yeah in a new new to me truck yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I tested it twice and I was still trying to get grips with it and I was fastest fastest in practice. So obviously I'm going in there with a head of head full of steam. <laughs> so yeah, that didn't that did not end well. So with that with that type of injury, it didn't affect uh, the way you started off this season. It wasn't really in the back of your you know, mind or anything no. like that. No, honestly, like I didn't even think about it once all all year. And uh, I think what really helps was going to race in those two last Cranon weekends uh, last year. Um, really helps with confidence, too. I, I didn't feel anything. And then the way we actually finished and ran was kind of a confidence booster for this year. So it didn't really affect me at all. Okay. So you had some good momentum from 2020 carrying you into 2021? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe a little too much for the field that we had. (laughs) Oh yeah. We we know, we don't, we don't want momentum carrying you. You might end up, you know, flatting the truck and breaking the seat, hurting your L1 compression (laughs) fracture vertebrae. Uh, So speaking of 2021, uh, that point championship came right down to the end, to the very end. And it was, it was, it was drama filled. It was drama filled. Keegan had to do certain things to, to even be able to win. You had to be in a certain spot. Jared had to finish like eighth or worse. 12th. And I think it was 12th. Yeah. yeah <laughs> something like that. So Jared's out after the, the, the comp yellow and then now Keegan's in the lead and then you're in fourth. Was anybody relaying that to you while you were in, in, in that situation? Yeah. So, after the yellow, um, that was another race. I was, I was getting worked up the, uh, the restart. I was basically shoved out into the fluff 
Um, so I, I let two cars go by me off, I think, the first restart. And then the comp yellow hit, and that's when Jared was right next to me. Um, I kind of knew, I'm like, well, Jared's here, so I kind of just need to run my race and see what happens to him. And then, boom, next thing you know, I, I think it was his power steering belt broke right next to me. I saw his truck just hook right. I'm like, I'm like, oh, crap. And so then in the in my my spotter's like, yeah, he just uh, ran into the to the wall and took out about eight trucks. And I'm like, okay, so now there's like a chance here. So we were definitely relaying it, um, trying to count. The biggest thing we were confused on was the fact that the halfway leader got two points instead of one um, for being a leader at, at the caution. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was always one from from Lucas. Um, apparently it was two. I didn't know that all year, and that's <laughs> that was our bad. But um, you know, we were we were counting the positions, and I was where I needed to be. And believe it or not, Tanner Faust was right behind me at Crandon. And uh, when the caution came out, he came up flying. Um, I just don't think he he knew it was a yellow right away. And then uh, I basically told my spotter, I'm like, don't. I'm like, go over and tell him not to mess with me. Cause I'm like, this is like a points battle going on the last three laps against two people. And we're probably two points like apart. So like have some respect. <laughs> and, uh, he, he really, he relayed that to him and he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Not saying you're not going to race somebody hard. Like you're not going to not race somebody hard, but like at some point your final race of the year and it's your first race there, you're not going to mess with somebody that's, or two, two guys that have been there all year fighting for a championship. So, um, now he didn't get into me or nothing like that, but, um, you know, just trying to, trying to do my best to protect myself. But, um, you know, I had a chance at climbing after the restart and, uh, he just kind of ran away from me after, after the, um, hairpin corner in the back cowboy corner, I think is what it's called. Um, and I just couldn't really catch up from that. And that's unfortunate, but, I basically pulled off the track and I sat by tech because they're counting everything on the spotter stand. He's like, well, they're counting to this park and, and we'll see where you end up. And then, uh, ended up missing it by one. So uh, that kind of sucked. That would have been, that would have been crazy to finish a championship with like all these fourth and fifth place finishes all the year and only two podiums. And, you know, Keegan came out and I think he won the first three or four. And then had some bad luck here and there, and yeah, I think Rob. Bad, I think I think Rob Mack won a championship without ever being on the podium one year at Lucas, and uh, that would have been kind of the same thing. But and man, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not laughing at that. I mean, that's that's impressive. It just shows like consistency. You have, <laughs> you, yeah, you have your your programs together. It's just a matter of being like pushing that extra bit, but you know that your equipment's good and and your prep's good and, and all that stuff, you can, you're contending. So. And, and, and it shows that you win your championships on your bad day too. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. you know, you didn't get your, your, your first career win last year, but it showed that you're consistent enough to be there in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that shows yep, a lot for, sure. for for your race program right there. Yep. Yeah. And you know, we've been, We've been lucky enough to have, I mean, gosh, I've, I've had the same sponsors for, 
I've had the same tire and wheel sponsor since I started ProLite, oil sponsor, and you know, just you get the, you get a good group of guys behind you that kind of believe in you, and they get they give you good equipment, and uh, they're all part of it. And we're lucky enough to have that as well. So, um, and then they're still sticking with us too. So that's that's super cool to have. And now it's just kind of on us on on being better. Uh, and myself being being a little more aggressive and, and pushing that a little extra bit next year. Yeah, no, I I think that you know you've had such a such an impressive um, increase in in in, in your talent, and your racing, you know, coming from pro light and then you know getting into pro two and then having you know such a setback in pro two in your first full season. So, I mean, really this was kind of like your first full season in a pro two and you almost won the championship. So, I mean, I, I think as, as big of a bummer as that was, you know, you got to keep your, you got to keep your head pretty damn high being, you know, finishing second in that, uh, that stacked pro two class. Yeah. Yeah. No, I appreciate that for sure. And yeah, you know, I think I came out here and raced pro two and it was a 19. Um, and in a different truck and, uh, we had good runs. I mean, I, I finished on the podium five times that year and, uh, wasn't as stacked as it was, but it was still good racing. I mean, you had guys like Kleiman and Keegan and, um, you know, it was, it was good racing, competitive racing still, and just kind of stepping stone. But even then, I mean, we, I, I think I only had one DNF that year too. So like we, we got our, our program pretty good dialed and, and uh, you know, it's just, just kind of on me and I, I really want to do some more testing this year. I only, I think I only tested once last year and that was actually back at home. So I didn't do a whole lot of testing on the tracks out here. Um, but you know, we're just weekend, week out, we try to make improvements on, on what we can do on the truck. And like I said, this year, I really want to make a couple of minute changes for, for just comfort wise and try to get me to, to drive the truck like I want to and get it to react how I want to. I think that's, I did a few things last year and I think it really just, if I can fix those things, um, I think, I think just that little extra bit will help me and, and be that much faster. So, uh, hopefully that goes good. And, you know, even pro light, you know, I think I started in 15 and then I did my first full Lucas season and 17, 18, I did two seasons and then, uh, the Midwest series too. I've only got, I won, I have one pro light win on there and, I think three podiums or something, but, um, in the national series level. So even then it's, it's part of me feels like we're, we're not like the top top yet, but you know, we've always been there like consistent and a contender. Um, it's just, it's just that little extra bit that I need to, I need to be like be behind and, and just push that little extra bit. And, uh, you know, just, I think it's kind of on me, so <laughs> that's why I just want to do some more testing. I want to, I want to just try different things. I want to be more aggressive and, and see what works for me, and and uh, hopefully we're a little faster next year. How come you couldn't catch climbing on that last day? Was he just, was he just good, or uh, I, I don't think, I think, I don't think climbing's was... that good. <laughs> I don't know, man. He was a pro two champion. Yeah. So, Is you know, he though? I, I don't know. I mean. I just, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't think like that, that back hairpin at Cranon is, is not one of my better parts of the track. Um, 
trying to drive it how I wanted to drive it. It just like the truck never cooperated for me there. Um, I think he just kind of pulled away. But at Cranon, I mean, once you have your your setup kind of dialed, I mean, you're you're pushing as hard as you can, and everybody else is, and you're just kind of seems like it kind of gets spread out there um, towards the end. Like if you have the best truck, or if you're leading, it's like it's really hard to catch somebody there, um, especially if if you got to work your way through traffic. But I, I just think he was better than me that day, um, to be honest with you. But like the the first half of that race was, I don't I don't know. If, Jarrett was was holding back a little bit, just pretty being smart on points. But um, you know, he was behind me the whole first half and pulling on him different areas. So I, I just I don't know if he was playing it smart or what. But you know, I was I was trying to to do my best, and uh, I just think I think Kyle was better than me that day. And uh, you know, you have those days, and uh, that one just happened to be on the last. <laughs> Points day of the season, so <laughs> is what it is. Well, don't don't take any credit advice from that uh, Kyle Greaves guy. You know, he's uh, he's notorious for for not having a good setup. <laughs> you mean the guy that's welding on my truck right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you want a welding on your truck, bud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, what what what's your favorite track on the circuit? Um. Man, you know, it was Crandon. <laughs> and then I drove Bark River for the first time in a Pro Ooh, 2. Yeah. And that went right to the top. But then last year, I don't know what it was. It, the changes they made at ERX, like, that's a fun track to drive on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's a close. I think Bark River and ERX are probably tied for me. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that that jumped way up after they, they made the split lane changes and then the, the big Ziegler cat turn up there makes it that much more fun. I mean, the pro four races weren't staying this year too to watch. So mm-hmm. um, that's definitely a good track for racing. So I'd say, I'd say Bark River ERX are pretty close. All right. Yeah. Bark River is definitely, I was excited to go back to Bark River this year. Just uh, yeah. the cemetery corner is by far my favorite corner. Yeah. Yeah. My first yeah, time there. Well, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. As, as much as I've been around the sport, been in Crandon, I, like I was my first time at Bark River. I, I never had anyone to go with or I had nowhere to stay. So I oh, okay. just well, played it on dirt. Pretty lonely, pretty lonely guy, huh? <laughs> just played it on dirt, he says. <laughs> Come on now. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> just a lonely Kyle, guy, he says. Kyle, yeah, he goes, just a lonely guy. <laughs> Kyle Green said last week, go eating your lonely guy meals. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I'm 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 done with my questions, uh, Mr. Keeble. If uh, if you've got any more to ask. Uh no, you know, I just wanna uh, wanna thank uh, Mr. Winner for even coming on the show or even agreeing to come on the show because of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been I, enough. I almost I almost didn't do it, man. That Tito guy, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Some about him. <laughs> Sent a, a uh, yeah, I appreciate it, guys, uh, for reaching out and asking me to do it. Glad I did it. Had yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's what this podcast is all about. Just to have fun and, uh, you know, just to get a little uh, lowdown on you, see what, how your off season's going. And uh, it looks like you're making some minute changes to your truck and uh 
you know, I can't wait to see uh, Pro 2 Racing in 2022. And, you know, we, uh, I think uh, Tito agrees with me on this one. And we hope that you uh, get your first uh, win next year. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that one. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll yeah, be there yeah. with that first dub. Oh, yeah, for sure. It'll be rowdy. Whole <laughs> shot king. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you know, last year, I didn't have that luck. But uh, we'll try to do our best for next year. Get some whole shots. There we go. Talk to Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Uh, but, all right, brother. All right. All right. Well, you have Perfect. a good one. Yep. Yeah, See you ya. too. Thank you, guys. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Woo! Good interview. Woo! Man, that was that was that was good. He talked. That was good. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even realize we were talking that long until I looked down. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I know. Once I realized it too, that's why I was like, oh, I guess we gotta, we gotta, you know, uh, wrap it up, circle it up, yeah. circle up that interview. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, because it was such an interesting perspective, you know, coming from him, you know, talking about, you know, trying to keep a series going like with no fans or, you know, having to, to, to pay certain things and, um, Oh, and the, the track schedule, how he said that his, like his sponsors are trying to get, you know, dollars together and trying to figure out 2022. I mean, way back in September and October. So it's like to not have the schedule out was a, was, was a big deal. Yeah, no. And I, I yeah, like I said, and I think that's why, a lot of the drivers were antsy because it's like, what took so long, you know, what took so long to, um, you know, to get the track schedule out if it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it kind of hinders them because like, like you just said, Corey winter was, you know, Corey was ready by mid October to send all his stuff into his sponsors and let them know what he was doing next year. And it's like, yeah, TBA, man, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, around this around this time ish. Yeah, there, there could no, be and, tr- and, and I didn't know added. about, um, and I didn't know about the, like them not being able to get a contract signed in time, or you know they did sign it and it wasn't done in time. So I guess you know they just have to really push for twenty twenty three. Then, yeah. I guess. Well, and like I said, I believe that consistency is key at this point. Yeah. And with uh, Champ being, it's going to be his third year, you know, they have to show that they can bring the fans, that they can bring the, you know, drivers to this series. And, you know, they're showing everything, you know, they're showing that that the series is profitable and it is, you know, it brings the fans. And, and, and I think, you know, it's a bummer, but it's also cool to see that, you know, we're going to see some insane battles next year. So, um, you know, it does suck not to have any more races um, on the schedule. But, you know, at the same time, at least, at least we know what's going on for next year. Well, and that's what I was going to say is that, yeah, it, it, it is a bummer. But now knowing, like, what it takes to get another track on to to be able to provide that schedule to the drivers with enough time is, is insane. You know what I mean? You got to have that schedule in stone solid by October of 
you know, the, the previous year. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, cause if, if it's gotta be set in stone by October or even November, I mean, that first race isn't until June. I mean, that's months and months in advance, almost a half a year. And, and that's what it takes. And now knowing like they did at least try to get a track, it didn't, it didn't pan out. Um, at least then we can go into this season knowing like, okay, well they, they did try. We're looking forward to 2023, but at least we have, at least we still have the, the, the same season as we're going to have from last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just nope. even knowing goes a long way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited. But uh, in regular news, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that tornado? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Damn, bro. Jeez. There's that dark humor, Jeffrey, yeah. you're talking about. Yep, yep. Uh, but no, <laughs> F1 uh, ended in a grand finale on Sunday, huh? Yes, sir. Some some controversy and, and uh, a new a new uh, winner. A, new, a champion. new world champion. Yes. Yes. And like I said, I guess it was a $12 million uh, uh, bonus, huh? That was on the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the thing of it is, is that Formula One Drive Survive on Netflix did such a great job of showing you Formula One kind of for like what it is behind the scenes. And and I, and I, and I love it. I love watching it. I'm excited for the, for the season to come up because they're really going to touch in on all the drama that happened. And what's great about it is that you don't have to sit and watch, you know, every single lap or, you know, you don't have to worry like, okay, like, you know, there's 48 laps and we're on lap three and, you know, Verstappen is in getting tires changed or like a tire broke or something. Um, they do such a great job of kind of bringing all that, you know, excess and kind of honing it in and making it such a great series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. I mean, I'm still, I still don't follow F1, uh, two, um, like I'm not a true fan. I'm more of a fan of the show more than anything. Yeah. Um, I do want to get more into it in the beginning of F1. I was really into it. Um, but obviously with, uh, racing going on of our own, you know, I just kind of fell off and um, didn't really worry about it too much. But no, Max, though, man, I mean, this kid, <laughs> uh, you know, takes out Hamilton this year. I mean, it's nuts. I mean, even the controversy of Hamilton uh, running into him, um, putting that uh, black pass. I forgot what track it was at, but I mean, that was a big. Yeah. You know, and I was on the whole. I think I was on Hamilton's side on that one because it, it was more of a racing move that I seen more than anything. Yeah, yeah, because it's like you, you're you're racing, you're trying to get to the front. You're not just gonna sit back and let people fucking walk all over you. Like you have to make a move at some point. Yeah, and, and that even goes into the off road scene. You know, we've seen so many calls that were fair than unfair, and it's just like, how do you, you know, where's that line drawn at? You know, like, um, you know, for example, Kyle climbing and, and Keegan Kincaid at ERX when climbing threw him into the wall. Oof. I, I, I rewatched that. That was, uh, I mean, what was it? Keegan come, uh, ducking underneath on that hairpin turn. Right. And yep. climbing was about mid mid lane 
and they both went for that outside lane yep and climbing kind of was like hey this is this is my lane yeah and kind of gave keegan a nice little bump keegan had nowhere to go hit the berm boom yep you know <laughs> dust and dirt put him up into the, the the berm and i mean it was on yeah and, and nothing came out of that you know that was a racing incident that was two drivers yeah. you know going in unfortunately into a one lane you know trying to fit two trucks into one lane and then you you go to bark river and then you got jared brooks you know putting keegan you know giving keegan <laughs> yeah. a love tap on on yeah. uh, the third to final corner i believe and they dock jared a position it was uh, just before the comp yellow and uh, Jarrett had a nice inside move on Keegan and, and that they wait, they wave the flag for the comp yellow and then they put Jarrett back into second and put Keegan back in first. And I mean, even from where I was standing and watching um, being objective, I didn't think that it was a bad move. I didn't think it was a bad move at all. I thought it was a, a solid race move. And I would was interested to see how Keegan would have gotten that spot back. Yes, exactly. That's what I wanted. Exactly. Like I said, it, it was a good move. It was a good solid move. And, and maybe, maybe my eyes are, are, are deceiving me and, and I'm not in the truck. I don't know how hard the hit was. Maybe that he deemed that it was a hard hit. Oh, no, no. But, <laughs> Remember, but I, but I, we had a GoPro and the GoPro fell off. <laughs> Oh, was it was it that one <laughs> it was <laughs> but i oh jared yeah jared, jared. yeah jared's yeah. gopro yeah <laughs> fell off oh and i oh yeah that's right because giving him a hard time i was like damn he kicked it so hard the gopro fell off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean from from watching it and re-watching the the you know the highlight from from champ's uh point of view you know it didn't seem like a bad hit and you know, I feel bad for the officials that have to make that call because, you know, it's right at that moment, you know, that yeah. they have to make a call. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, they miss a lot because even with uh, uh, Daily Pentacle, <laughs> you know, like you, in that don't whole. Don't say his name. Yeah. In, in, in <laughs> that kidding. whole, in that whole scenario, you know what God. I mean? And, yeah. And uh, his dad, Dan, actually posted something up a few weeks ago about a move like that about the move and had a video and it was just like, you know, you didn't see anything, you know? So it's like, yeah. like all hearsay at times with the officials and being like, Hey, you know, he ran over the top of the hood of, of um, Ricky Gutierrez, you know? And it was like, you know, when you look at that, that video and it's just like, dude, he didn't even come close. He may have tapped the front end because Ricky was trying to reenter the track, but yeah, you know, they made it seem so bad. And obviously we know the outcome of, of what happened to that. And, you know, it led to the <laughs> banning of, of the Pentagon family. Uh, unfortunate for, I think 2022 season, right? Oh, is it, I, I was, what I was going to ask was, was it just for fall Cranon or is it for the whole season next season too? I believe it's, the next season maybe that's who we uh call up next <laughs> and Ooh, and get like the that. low down because daly's a good kid a down to earth kid i mean he's he's such a like i said he he's and yeah he's just a good kid i mean overall i mean he's nice he's always upbeat and you know they even showed up for fall Crandon. yeah <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, you know, unfortunately, they, they got told that they couldn't even have the holler around, you know, like, I don't even think they could have been on the grounds of Crandon. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it was that bad as far as the feud went between Champ and, and those guys that they couldn't even be on the grounds of Crandon during the races. Well, I mean, like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to like defend him. I'm just trying to see like his point of view. You know, it seems like if you get into a guy or, you know, it's, you're just in that, in that, in that backpack or that mid pack, it, it, it gets wild. It gets, as, as everyone says, it gets squirrely back there. Yeah. And not everything that, not everything's going to be your fault. You know what I mean? And I feel that because he was involved in, in a few, you know, bumps and fender benders <laughs> that had, you know, champ kind of like painted him as like, Hey, this is a guy that's just all over the track. You yeah. know, this is a guy that's just uh, a disruption. And I feel like once they kind of had him labeled as that, the, that when he got into supposedly got into, to, you know, somebody at Park river, they were like, Hey, like, take it off the track. And, and, and like you said, they didn't even review the, the, the video, the footage, the whatever. And there's a, Hey, like they, they, they really started hounding on him. Well, then now he's like, I, I didn't hit the guy. And then now you're just making assumptions and kind of like typecasting him almost like yep. if a comedian just does funny movies, you, you don't think he can do drama or whatever you get typecast. So it's like, is this just how daily is? And then, you know, then it just got progressively bigger from there. You know, his, his dad is going to stand out for him. And he uh, wrote some, <laughs> some things that <laughs> were, uh, were, were, yeah. Mean. Yeah. Mean, if you will. And, and not even, you know, it was just like open a can of whoop ass on them, you know, whether, yeah. whether that meant physically or <laughs> mentally, yeah. but you know, he's a dad. Like I said, at the end of the day, he's a dad. He's defending his kid. He's defending their race team. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, well, and the I, series. Think, I think the series took it a little too far. I, I agree. You know, they wanted all this. They wanted a public apology. They wanted, you know, then they just, I, I believe it was wrong on the series part because then they wanted, you know, money to a charity and then, you know, they did do all this and they still got banned for another year or for a year or even for that race. Uh, I quite don't know. I believe it. We know that he was banned for Crandon, that he wasn't yeah. allowed there. Um, as far as next year goes, I have no idea. I guess that, that would be a good, uh, that'd be a good person to call and, and, uh, and uh, get on the show. Yeah. And, and like, it's, you know, it's the thing about, I, obviously I love off-road racing I, and, and I love filming it, but it just seems like the series kind of had somebody talk bad against them. And, and, and it was like, they got their feelings hurt and, and kind of took it a little too far. And, and I, and I get that you had, you know, maybe you don't, you want to have a no tolerance policy or you want to make an example of someone so that they don't, doesn't go that far. I just feel like they kind of, got their feelings hurt and, and kind of flex their muscles then. Yep. Yeah. And they definitely flex because <laughs> I think they're yeah. looking at desert racing. They're looking as far as, you know, they're looking elsewhere to race. So um, hopefully that, that could all be resolved in this upcoming um, off season. And hopefully we'll see daily back on the track. Yeah. And, and like you said, maybe he would be a, a really good, 
person to, to bring on the show, kind of get the lowdown, maybe get his side of the story on things and um, just understand it more. Cause I mean, there's a lot of hearsay, you know, we know some of the stuff, but there, like, there's obviously stuff that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, even uh, well, even going <laughs> off the daily stuff, um, the Greaves, the Greaves off of Yamaha. Oh, oh, no longer. No longer with Yamaha. No I mean, longer. obviously, it's not like, oh, my God, like breaking news. Obviously, they've been they they uh, CJ had a Facebook live um, video saying that, you know, obviously um, saying thanks to Yamaha. Um, where do you think he's going to go? Or do you think he's going to go be back on, on, in a UTV? Uh, I think he'll stay in the UTV. I mean, it's, it's track, it's seat experience. It's, it's, you're able to see the track before some of them pro four guys are. So, I mean, it's, it's a smart move. Um, I don't know. I mean, who else is there? What there's Can-Am, there's Polaris, Polaris. There's, Um, I mean, I think that's Articat. I mean, and Honda, the Honda Talon. Yeah. I mean, there's only so much, so much that he can do. I mean, with him being such good friends with, Kyle Cheney, you'd almost think Can Am. Can Am would be the way to go. Well, because they have a, I don't think they have a Can Am in the stock UTV class. Do I don't they? know if they do. A uh, lot of it is is the go to Yamaha. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like, that's the go to. So I, I'm assuming that because uh, CJ runs Pro Stock, that it has to be a company that doesn't have a Pro Stock UTV. Okay, that's a contender at least. You know, yeah. obviously you got Yamaha, but Yamaha's not there um, on the table for them. So is it Polaris? You know, you have the, um, what's that big race team? Uh, God dang, I just had it at the tip of my tongue here. Um, but no, you have that that group of Polaris uh, bikemen. You know, you have bikemen's oh, uh, yeah. race yep. team. Um, but I think they're all in pro mod. Um, like I said, can am, I don't believe anyone's in the pro stock UTV. Um, they're all in pro mod Honda. Honda would be cool as far as the talent goes, Honda talent. But I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe we need to get CJ on the show too and see, see if he could leak a few. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get CJ on. A lot of people don't know what CJ stands for. Stands for crazy Joe. That's that's what it stands for. Crazy Joe Greaves. So if you see him, that's what that's what it means. But all right, man. Episode three. Uh took it to the head. This is a long episode. Uh if you're still here, thank you guys so much. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh listening to us ramble on, you know, kind of trying to get guide this podcast. Um, it's a good day today. Talked about Packers Bears. I won me 20 bucks. Uh, Spider-Man's coming out this weekend, probably has been out for a week by the time you listen to this, maybe two weeks. Who knows when you're listening to this? Maybe it was, uh, released a year ago. We had Corey Winter on, uh, pro two, pro two driver took second in points, lost by point to uh, Keegan Kincaid man is relentless and always consistent. Yes. Um, we t- uh, dabbled in F1 a little bit. Max Verstappen winning the uh, world championship yep, uh, over Lewis Hamilton. Yes, and then yes. we just uh, discussed 
uh, UTV stuff with yeah. uh, Mr. Crazy Joe Greaves. Yeah, yeah. So no, I'm excited. Um, yeah, and uh, if yeah, like I said, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, from the bottom of our hearts, you know, like I said, very grateful to be even doing this, even if it's just a little tiny podcast right now. Yep, yep. To our two listeners, thank you so much. Yeah. Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she ain't listening. She don't know how to fucking work this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. All right, brother. Uh sounds good, man. It was uh it was good talking with you. I will I'll talk to you next week then. All right, homie. Alrighty, we'll do better next time. <laughs> Peace. Oh, man.